Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Friday night? So excited to be here. This is episode 502. You are listening to us on Southern Sports 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia, and brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, the Man in the Mirror podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. This is the Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show Playoff Edition. The playoffs started last week in Alabama, and the brackets are set, and the playoffs are starting in Georgia. We did have action last night in Georgia as Callaway gets the victory over Washington, and they move on to the second round. I will get into that game, and we have... Action all over the Chattahoochee Valley to include the second round of the playoffs in Alabama and the first round playoffs in Georgia. And I also have a very special guest here on the show, Matt Stewart, the voice of the GPB broadcasting for high school football. He calls the game of the week on GPB, the Georgia Public Broadcasting Company. He calls the high school game of the week, and he is going to be on the show. We are going to break down some of the favorites in the state of Georgia. We are going to cover everything from 7A all the way down to the GIAA. Let's go ahead and recap some of the playoff action from last night. Let's start with the Callaway Cavaliers. Callaway gets the 42-20 victory over Washington at Callaway Stadium last night in a monsoon. The, The Callaway Cavaliers has at least made it to the second round of the playoffs for 11 straight seasons. Quite an accomplishment. Moving over to the other side in Alabama, Lee Scott Academy punches their ticket to the state championship game, which will be played in Montgomery on November the 17th. They defeated Valiant Cross Academy 41 to nothing, and they await the winner of Glenwood and Morgan Academy. Now on to Lochapoca. Their season came to an abrupt end after losing to Millery last night. They finished their season at 9-2. They lose the game 63-12. The Lochapoca Indians had an incredible season, but their season abruptly comes to an end in the second round of the playoffs. Last weekend, Central was able to advance against Mary Montgomery, and Auburn was able to advance against Fairhope. Look, I talked all year about how strong 7A Region 2 is. I mean, Prattville and Opelika are at home. You have Dothan that advanced, got a huge upset over Foley last week. They're taking on Auburn at the Duck, and you have Enterprise taking on Central. It is setting up for a huge semifinal matchup between the Central Red Devils and the Auburn Tigers. 
I'm calling it. I believe that is going to happen. But I'm going to look at the bracket for 7A because Dothan last week, the four seed, upset Foley 42-28. to Auburn advanced against Fairhope. Central defeated Mary Montgomery and Enterprise beat Baker. Over on the other side of the bracket, it's shaping up to be Hoover against Hewitt Trustful. And then Vestivia Hills getting the upset win over Austin is going to take on the three-time state champion for Alabama, the Thompson Warriors. So now let's move on to 6A. No teams from the Chattahoochee Valley in 6A. You know, Benjamin Russell, they lost to Hueytown 56-28. to So their season is over with. And the teams that I'm familiar with, you have Pike Road getting a narrow victory over Spanish Fort. You had Carver Montgomery lose to St. Paul's Episcopal. Pelham beat Northridge. Theodore beat Sydney Lanier. You had Hueytown win. You remember, they were the runner-up in the state playoffs last year. And Parker, a huge upset over Clay Chalkfield, the defending 6A champions. So this 6A, this is where Russell County competes. And the only team in their region that advanced was Pike Road. Carver Montgomery lost, Sydney Lanier lost, and Wetumpka lost. All right, moving on to 5A because I, I talk a lot on this show about the Beauregard Hornets. And I know that they are a very competitive team. Last week, they defeated Mabry 35-10. to So let's look at the brackets right now. Center of Clay County, they advanced. They defeated Holtville 50 to nothing. You had Faith Academy beating the Eufaula Tigers 21-15. to Charles Henderson out of Troy, Alabama defeated Williamson. Tallahassee. Just on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley, they defeated Selma. And you have Russellville defeating Boaz 63-10. Now looking at the round two matchup for 5A. Central of Clay County will take on Gulf Shores. Demopolis takes on Faith Academy. Charles Henderson will take on Tallahassee. Beauregard is going to be on the road taking on UMS Wright Prep. On the other side of the bracket, you have Russellville taking on Pleasant Grove. Arab is taking on Moody. Leeds is taking on Scottsboro. And Ramsey is taking on Guntersville. Now let's go over to 4A, where last week the Hanley Tigers get an incredible 46-6 victory over West Blockton. I think that the Hanley Tigers can win the state title this year. And so Hanley moves on, and they will be on the road to take on T.R. Miller. Some of the other teams in their bracket include American Christian Academy taking on Andalzia, Montgomery Catholic taking on Jacksonville, Priceville taking on Onatana. On the other side of the bracket, Deschler taking on Etowah. You have Cherokee County taking on West Morgan, and Dora taking on Randolph School. Now let's go over to 3A, where Dadeville got an impressive victory over Southside, 33-8. Some of the other teams, Randolph County, their season came to an end. They had such an incredible season. A team that only won one game last year, but they fall to Alabama Christian Academy, 63-30. Here's what round two looks like for 3A. Dadeville will host Thomasville. You have St. James taking on W.S. Neal. Mobile Christian taking on Trinity Presbyterian. Pike County is going to take on Alabama Christian Academy. Mars Hill Bible taking on Geraldine. Madison Academy taking on Slovenia. 
Piedmont taking on Colbert County, and Gordo taking on Lauderdale County. Now let's go to 2A where the Lynette Panthers snuck in as a number four seed. They were taking on one of the top teams in 2A, Comer, but they did lose 45-20. to Realtown gets an incredible 48-8 to win over Thornsby. Highland Home advanced. That's a, one of my dark horses to win the state title. So looking at round two, we still have Realtown that will be hosting a game tonight against Long. Comer takes on Wicksburg, and Highland Home is on the road. Remember, Realtown won this region, so they're hosting a playoff game in the second round. Highland Home is going to take on Ariton. Clark County is taking on Vincent. Lexington taking on Tuscaloosa Academy. Fife taking on Winston County. Southeastern taking on Pisgah. Aliceville is taking on Falkville. Headed over to the AISA. Let's start with AAA. Glenwood Gators tonight in the swamp are hosting Morgan Academy. If they win this game, they will be in the state championship. So it is looking like a collision course for Lee Scott Academy to take on their longtime rival, the Glenwood Gators, in the state championship on November 17th in Montgomery. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. They've got to beat the opponents at hand. I think you know Morgan Academy and Glenwood were fighting for that number two seed. Glenwood beat them in the regular season. But we'll see how it goes. Now let's talk about Chambers Academy. You know, Braxton Yurda has been running the football hard for Chambers all season. Now they are in the playoffs. And when I look at this Chambers Academy team that got a very decisive 56-12 victory over Escambia Academy last week. Chambers Academy is looking great as they will take on Clark Prep tonight. If they win this game, they are going to the state title for the AISA AA. So congratulations to all these schools in Alabama and good luck in the second round of the playoffs. All right, I started the show talking about Alabama. Now let's go to Georgia because the first round of the playoffs are starting tonight. Well, they actually started last night with the Callaway Cavaliers, but Northside, they've had a very special season. On Saturday at Kennett Stadium, they will take on Tucker in the first round. Harris County has snuck into the playoffs just on the fact that they finished fourth in the region. They are on the road and they are taking on Decatur. Decatur was 6-4, and four, but they were 5-0 and oh in the region, which gives them a number one seed. And how about the LaGrange Grangers playing their way into the playoff? Last weekend, they took on Troop County. Troop County's been number one in my rankings all year. Troop County had the ball with the lead, and LaGrange put up 10 points in the last couple of minutes. It was winner-go-home situation. LaGrange pulls off the upset. And they get the number two seed. Everything was already wrapped up with Troop County. But LaGrange gets the number two seed on Saturday at Callaway Stadium. They are hosting Burke County. So they finish the year 8-2. and two, And LaGrange is going to host a playoff game. So we had Callaway Stadium host a playoff game last night. Troop County tonight at Callaway Stadium is taking on New Hampstead. So all Three high schools in LaGrange, not only in the playoffs, but they are hosting playoff games. Now let's go down to Columbus, where at Otis Spencer Stadium tonight, 
The Spencer Green Wave are taking on Berrien. Remember, Spencer won their first ever region title for the GHSA. And they are hosting a playoff game. If they win, they're going to host a playoff game next week. I'll get into that because there's a possible matchup where they could end up taking on Pierce County. And so the Carver Tigers at Otis Spencer Stadium on Saturday will take on the 4-6 and six Ups in Lee. So the Carver Tigers have a playoff matchup. The Shaw Raiders were actually able to sneak into the playoffs, and they're going to be on the road to take on Perry, which is one of the top teams in 4A. Uh, some of the 1A matchups, you have Hancock Central that's going to be at Manchester. Georgia Military College is taking on Schley County. Chaco gets into the playoffs, but they're going to be on the road taking on Johnson County. Brookstone is taking on First Presbyterian Day. Now, St. Ampicelli is on a bye. So with the playoff format in the GIAA, St. Ampicelli is one win away from winning the state title. I love how that's just set up. St. Ampicelli actually did make it into the third round of the playoffs last year, but that was single-A private. It's very interesting the way the GIAA is set up, kind of like the AISA over in Alabama. And like I said, I'm going to have Matt Stewart on the show as we break down the high schools in Georgia and how they fare. And, you know, he covers everything in the state of Georgia to include 7A, 6A. Now, we don't have 7A and 6A schools in the Columbus area. So I'm going to talk about the East Coweta Indians because they've had a very impressive season, 6-4. and four. They open up on the road this Saturday night against Camden County, who is 7-3. Some of the other games in round one include Joseph Wheeler taking on Lambert. You have Dakala taking on North Gwinnett. Harrison is taking on Brookwood. Pebblebrook is taking on Colquitt County. Colquitt County is one of those favorites that could win 7A. South Forsyth is taking on Walton. Peachtree Ridge is taking on Buford. Buford made the transition from 6A, winning the state title, to 7A, and they beat Thompson to start the year. Newton is taking on Marietta. Lowndes, always a juggernaut down in Valdosta, taking on Carrollton, another strong team that could win the state title. Valdosta taking on Westlake. You got Parkview taking on North Paulding. Meadow Creek taking on Mill Creek. Denmark taking on North Cobb. That's my old neck of the woods. Hillgrove is taking on Grayson. Mountain View is taking on Norcross. And Cherokee is taking on Milton. 7A is always fun. 6A is a blast. But I think the team in 6A you really got to look out for is Langston Hughes. They finish with a perfect record. And they're taking on River Ridge in the first round of the 6A playoffs. Some of the other games include Douglas County taking on Altoona. You have Lanier taking on Roswell. Mundy's Mill taking on St. Puis ex-Catholic. Evans taking on Thomas County Central. Sequoia taking on South Paulding. Brayberry, uh, that's a... The high school that Justin Dale roots for, taking on Gainesville. North Atlanta is taking on Lovejoy. Houston County, the high school for Jake Fromm, taking on Brunswick. Lee County taking on Effingham County. You have Riverwood taking on Woodward Academy. Blessed Trinity taking on North Forsyth. You have Glenn Academy taking on Northside out of Warner Robins. 
Moro is taking on Marist. Shiloh taking on Alpharetta. And then Paulding County taking on Rome. Now let's go over to 5A because the Northside Patriots had a special year in 5A. They are going to be hosting a playoff game against Tucker. Some of the other teams in their bracket include Jenkins taking on Warner Robins. You know, Warner Robins had a little bit of a down year. You know, they won a state title last year, and they look to advance. You have Dalton taking on Loganville. Greater Atlanta Christian taking on Creekside. Ola taking on Coffee. Harris County is taking on Decatur. Clark Central taking on Cartersville. Jackson taking on Cambridge. On the other side of the bracket, you have Statesboro taking on Dutchtown. Arabia Mountain taking on Northgate. Northgate's out of Noonan. That was one of the teams in the region for Northside. Bass is taking on Jefferson. You have Centennial taking on Mays. Jones County taking on Ware County. McIntosh out of Peachtree City taking on Chambly. You have Eastside taking on Calhoun. And Lithia Springs taking on Kell. Kell is actually out of Marietta. You know, I used to live up there, so I'm very familiar with all those Marietta, Kennesaw high schools. Now let's move on to 4A because I honestly feel that Troop County can compete for a state title, but it is going to be tough. They're taking on 6-4 and four Hampstead. Just looking at their side of the bracket, you have Whitewater that's in their region. Benedictine is the defending state champions. Heritage is taking on Walnut Grove. Hapeville Charter taking on Stockbridge. Now, they will take on the winner of Westside and Cairo. Cairo is the syrup makers that's in the region for Shaw. Madison County taking on Central and Hampton taking on Holy Innocence Episcopal. So you have Westover taking on Spalding. Shaw is taking on Perry. The Lions of Trinity Christian taking on Wayne County. Sonoraville is taking on North Oconee. Remember, they won a baseball title. They beat LaGrange in the state title. Westminster taking on Lovelet. Baldwin is taking on Bainbridge. Burke County taking on LaGrange. Cedar Shoals is taking on Cedartown. And Pace Academy is taking on Stevenson. I actually think that Cedartown is one of those teams that can win the state title for 4A. Now let's go down to 3A. Where the Carver Tigers, their path to the state title, it's a little tough because there are a lot of great teams. But if you look at their bracket, they are in a position where if they defeat Upson Lee, they'll take on the winner of Long County and Harlem. If Harlem wins, they're going to be on the road. Some of the other matchups in 3A include Carver Atlanta against Ringgold, Monroe area taking on Dawson County, Liberty County taking on Morgan County. Jackson taking on Thomasville. Remember, Thomasville was the runner-up in 2A last year. They were in Carver's region. They defeated Carver 15-14. Coachella Creek taking on Sandy Creek out of Tyrone. I think Sandy Creek is a dark horse to get pretty far in the state playoffs. Wesleyan taking on Stevens County. Hezbollah taking on Savannah Christian. Crisp County taking on Peach County. Doherty taking on Mary Persons, and Salem taking on Calvary Day. You have Pickens taking on Hebron Christian Academy, Bremen taking on Cedar Grove, and now let's move on to 2A because this is where the Callaway Cavaliers could really separate themselves. I think that Callaway does have a shot 
at winning the state title. Remember, they won it in 2020, but it is going to be tough. After beating Washington last night, Callaway has to play the winner of Fannin County and Athens Academy. But some of the other teams in 2A include Columbia taking on North Cobb Christian, East Jackson taking on Rock Mart, Coombs County taking on Putnam County, Central taking on Fitzgerald. Remember, the Purple Hurricane won the state title last year, and they were the runner-up to Callaway in 2020. We have Eagles Landing Christian Academy, also known as ECLA, hosting Mount Perrin Christian. You have North Murray taking on Fellowship Christian. Laney taking on Pierce County. The winner of this game will take on the winner of Berrien and Spencer. The Spencer Green Wave have a chance to host either Laney or Pierce County in the second round of the playoffs at Otis Spencer Stadium. Worth County is taking on Northeast out of Macon. Remember, they finished second to the Spencer Green Wave in that region. Washington County is taking on Appling County. Appling County is one of these teams that can really make a deep run into the playoffs. Ace Charter is on the road taking on Cook. Tattnall County is taking on Thompson. Union County is taking on Model. And Landmark Christian out of Fairburn, Georgia, is on the road to take on South Atlanta. South Atlanta, they lost to Callaway in the playoffs last year. They look like a team that could make a deep run into the playoffs. I mean, 9-0, a perfect record. The Hornets from South Atlanta has looked impressive so far. All right, let's talk about 1A Division II because the Manchester Blue Devils taking on Hancock Central. They're hosting a playoff game. Some of the other action in Class 1A Division II include Aquinas taking on Bowden, Emanuel County Institute taking on Telfair County, Turner County taking on Early County, Macon County taking on Wilkinson County, Lincoln County has a bye. Dooley County is taking on Jacobs County. Seminole County taking on Charlton County. Mitchell County taking on Clinch County. Wheeler County is taking on McIntosh County Academy. Christian Heritage taking on Green County. Chattahoochee County, also known as Chaco, taking on Johnson County. Lanier County taking on Miller County. Montgomery County taking on Wilcox County. Washington Wilkes taking on Mount Zion. And then Georgia Military College taking on Schley County. I think that Schley County could make a deep run in the 1A Division II playoffs. Now let's talk about the Heard County Braves who finished the year with a 5-5 five and five record for Class 1A Division II. They are actually going to be at home against Byron County. You got Jasper County taking on Mount Pisgah Christian. Athens Christian taking on Darlington. Jefferson County taking on Irwin County. Whitfield Academy taking on Social Circle. Dade County is taking on Rabin County. You have Crawford County taking on Screven County. Bacon County taking on Swainsboro. Ellum taking on Dublin. Temple taking on Better. Remember, everything's better and better. Pepperell taking on Elbert County. Mount Vernon taking on Prince Avenue Christian. Lakeley County is taking on Brooks County. Claxton taking on Lamar County. That's a strong Lamar County team. Commerce taking on Tryon, and Oglethorpe County taking on St. Francis. All right, we'll be back with my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. All right, we'll be back with Matt Stewart, host of the High School Game of the Week for the Georgia Public Broadcasting Network. And we're back. 
and I am so excited about my next guest. He is widely known as the voice of Georgia high school football. He is just very experienced. Matt, just your resume, play-by-play announcer for the Georgia Public Broadcasting Network, the voice Mm -hmm. of the College Park Skyhawks. You do some work on ESPN+. I got Matt Stewart on the show. Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me on, man. I look forward to it. Matt, I am excited because this Friday night is the opening round of the playoffs in the state Mm -hmm. of Georgia. And going down the list of some of the teams that are favorites to win it all, of course, I cover high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. You know, Matt, we don't quite have 7A and 6A schools down in the Columbus area. Let's go ahead and start with the 7A schools. I'm looking at four teams that can win it all right now in 7A. You got Grayson, you got Colquitt County, North Cobb, and you got Milton. Matt, is there a sleeper team in 7A that could win it all? Well, I think certainly the chances are very high that the state champion will come out of that grouping that you just mentioned. In fact, I think that out of even that grouping that that Buford stands above everybody else, uh, their their talent level is extraordinary. I mean, they've got more talent than a lot of small college teams. I mean, they've got five five stars on their team, four of them in the junior class. They're going to be around for a long time. I mean, pound for pound, they've been the best team in the state for the last 20 years. Bryant Appling stepped in, you know, uh, three years ago when, you know, he had been a longtime assistant, kind of looked over and they promoted him to head coach. And everybody wondered, you know, just how good of a head coach he would be. And he certainly answered all of the skeptics. He has been, I mean, they've just been great. So the question is, isn't, you know, can Buford win the state championship in my mind? The question is, can anybody stop them from doing it? That's the big question in my mind. And, you know, this they're out to set history. This would be a fourth consecutive state championship. They would make history and that they would become the first team in state history to win a state championship at every classification. I mean, just 20 years ago, they were in the lowest classification of the state as Buford was just a little old country school north of Atlanta. But as the city has expanded and grown out that way, they have slowly moved up every classification. Last year they were in 6A and now they're in 7A. Uh, I think the only team that might be able to beat them, well, I, I, that's, an, that's a hard statement right there. Mill Creek, I think, is the second most talented team in the state. Colquitt County, obviously, out of South Georgia. They've gone through that Region 1 gauntlet and done very well. North Cobb has been an amazing story. They lost their four-star quarterback, the number eight dual-threat quarterback in the nation, Malachi Singleton, to a foot injury in North Cobb's loss to Buford, which was a close game. And they've been able to keep the run going with a sophomore quarterback that certainly did not expect to play this year, Nick Grimstead. And I think they're in the mix. Uh, and we're at Mill Creek and North Cobb are on a conclusion course to play in the second round, which, you know, to me, that's a shame because that's a semifinal round matchup. They they are on a collision course to play uh, in the second round. Another, another name I would throw out there as a potential team, I don't know that they have the firepower yet to win the state championship at 7A, but certainly I expect them in the quarterfinals. And, you know, and if you're in the quarterfinals, you're a win away from being in the semis, and, and that would be Carrollton. 
with head coach Joey King and their freshman quarterback, Juju Lewis. I think they've got a chance to uh, be in that final four. But outside of the four that you mentioned, I would think I would certainly think that state champion comes from them, comes from those four. And I, I would think that Buford is my favorite to win it in 7A. With Buford going from 6A to 7A, and by the way, Matt, they beat the Thompson Warriors out of Alabama that have Bad. won their third straight state title, and they're favored to win the state title this year in Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they beat them. They beat Mallard Creek badly out of North Carolina. Mallard Creek's one of the top programs uh, in the state of North Carolina, has been for the last decade plus out of Charlotte. Beat both of those out-of-state teams, and it wasn't even close. You're right. You know, Thompson has replaced Hoover as the team to beat in Alabama. And, uh, yeah, they had no problem with those guys at all. I mean, their closest games this year were against North Cobb and against Mill Creek. And I would think and North Cobb and Mill Creek play each other in the in the playoffs next week. So that'll eliminate one of those guys. Uh, so I, I would think that those two teams and maybe Colquitt County uh, might be there uh, in the end as well. And with Buford going to 7A, that means we're going to have a new champion in 6A. And Matt, I'm looking at some of the teams. And like I said, doing my homework a little bit because here in the Chattahoochee sure. Valley, I cover a high school football in Columbus. We don't have a 7A or 6A team. North side right. of the 5A team. In 6A, I got four teams that really have impressed me based on their record. I got to start with Langston Hughes. Undefeated, they look impressive. Then you have Gainesville, Rome, and Roswell. Is there any other teams in 6A that I did not mention? Uh, I think Brunswick has a chance. Uh, they got a tough opening round matchup, but I, I think Brunswick is a team that kind of gets forgotten in the mix. Uh, let's face it, they're five hours away from everybody. They're down in the corner of the state. And, uh, you know, just from a geography standpoint, some of their accomplishments tend to get overlooked. But I think Brunswick's a team I've had second in my 6A poll the entire year, my ballot that I turn every week, every week to the GP to GPB. And they put together, you know, they tabulate all the votes and put it together. But, you know, Brunswick's been a team I've had in in in, in that two spot pretty much the entire year. Uh, I, I think they're a team that could be there in that final four mix. I certainly do. Hughes is so far and away above everybody else I've seen. Uh, the only team I think that, you know, that I've seen this year that could possibly beat Hughes is Buford, which was the 6A state championship game last year. And Langston Hughes, in all honesty, should have beaten Buford last year in the 6A championship game. It came down to a last second field goal attempt that Buford was able to block, not surprisingly. Langston Hughes hadn't attempted a field goal the entire year, and the one they attempt comes with the game on the line and the 6A state championship on the line. So uh, I was not shocked that it failed. But the truth of the matter is, with Langston Hughes, had they managed the clock better in the last minute, uh, they would have scored a touchdown and won the game. They were, I mean, Buford couldn't stop them. The only thing that stopped Langston Hughes is they ran out of time there at the end. Uh, Langston Hughes is so impressive. The ability and the ferocity with which they score, they just tore apart a, a pretty good South Paulding team, a, a, a South Paulding team that I think they're back in, not in, not in ours, not in mine, but I think the overall composite uh, top 10 that um, the Georgia high school football daily uh, puts together, I, you know, they're right there, right around the top 10. And they just shredded South Paulding and not a bad South Paulding team at all. Just shredded them on GPB, 68 to 14. I was just shocked. I mean, they're, they were, they're a tsunami, a tidal wave of talent. 
And uh, I would be surprised if anybody unseats Hughes and wins the 6A uh, championship. The Panthers are loaded. Roswell's very talented. Of course, that's a 7A team that's uh, that was has been 7A for quite some time, now back down in 6A with reclassification. You know, Gainesville's had a great run under former Hoover coach Josh Niblett, uh, who's now the head coach there. Uh, Thomas County Central, I think, is a team uh, maybe uh, keep an eye on in South Georgia. They've had a phenomenal run this year under Justin Rogers, who left Colquitt County to become the Thomas County Central coach. And and Justin uh, has had a great, has, you know, for the last decade has been considered one of the top offensive minds uh, in the state. Uh, you know, he was the offensive coordinator in 2013 when Griffin won the state title. Then he went to Jones County, had a great run there, put up lots of points, went to Colquitt County for a couple of years and now at Thomas County Central. And they're having a season, uh, you know, they're having the best season they've had in, in 20 years. Uh, and uh, in a high-powered offense, Adam Hopkins, uh, the top-rated wide receiver in the state, plays for them. He's committed to Auburn and Thomas County Central is a team that I would keep an eye on, certainly to reach the quarterfinals if in, and if not go further in 6A. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about 5A because there's a team down in Columbus. The Northside Patriots having a special year, a 9-1 yep. and one overall record, first ever region title in school history. They've mm-hmm. got a talented running back. I hope he gets a couple of stars, Matt. Malachi Hosley, I know that he wasn't yep. on the radar on Rivals.com. Are, are you tracking this running back down in Columbus named Malachi Hosley? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. We've had we've we've highlighted him on our recruiting show, uh, our recruiting 2022 show, which airs every Friday night right before the game of the week. It airs at 7 o'clock. And, yeah, we've, we've talked about Hosley on our recruiting show before uh, in our Make That Kid an Offer segment. He has had a fantastic season. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the, the, you know, rankings and stars can really be kind of inexplicable at times. And I don't confess to understand exactly how it all works. I know it's baffling a lot of times for people who watch the games. A lot of the stars come out of those combines and special camps that uh, all these recruiting services, whether it's rivals or 24 seven or on three out of these camps that you know, these recruiting services run and operate or certainly staff and watch. Um, that's where a lot of these stars come from, kind of uh, as Coach Ray Goff used to call it back in the day when I had the honor and pleasure to work with Ray Goff, called it the Underwear Olympics. You know, the, the guys get out there and they do great in the shuttle and the in the 40 and the vertical and all this kind of stuff. But all, a lot of times that, a lot of times, sometimes it does, but a lot of times it doesn't translate out into great football success, you know? And so, and you'll see a lot of guys on Friday night that are great players that just don't have stars, and you're sitting there saying, like, what the heck? But, yes, very, very, very uh, aware of Holsey and the great season that he and Northside have, ha- have had this year, and congratulations to them. I know we've talked about it a great deal on some of our other GPB sports shows, uh, in particular John Nelson and Gooden in their countdown to kickoff show that airs on Facebook. They've talked about it a lot. We've talked about Holsey in particular on the recruiting show, talked about it on the post-game show after the football game. So, yeah, it's been a phenomenal season, certainly, for Northside Columbus, and we uh, certainly hope that they can keep the run going. 
And the Northside Patriots will take on Tucker at Kinnett Stadium this Saturday night. And I'm excited to see how far the Northside Patriots can make it into the state playoffs. They're going to have some challenges. You got teams like Dutchtown, Ware County, Loganville. Yep. There's some good yep. teams in 5A. Yeah, Dutchtown, uh, Nikita Battle, who'd been the coach at Mays. Uh, Nikita was the defensive coordinator back in 2014 when uh, Mays got to the state championship game under head coach Corey Jarvis and lost to Northside uh, Warner Robins. And then when Corey Jarvis left, Nikita took over, had a great run there at Mays for uh, six or seven seasons. First year head coach at Dutchtown, of course, Dutchtown. Uh, you know, has produced a lot of great talent, uh, no more so than probably the, the best defensive player in the nation in college, Will Anderson, who's over at uh, Alabama. You know, Dutchtown has produced so much incredible talent. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Dutchtown makes a run to the quarters or deeper. They certainly are a great team. Ware County, out of, out of uh, the southeast portion of the state, they've been ranked number one you know, most of the season in my poll, and they're still there right now going into the playoffs. Jefferson, they have, you know, the top junior linebacker in the country who also is a running back for them, Sammy Brown, a five-star who transferred from Commerce to Jefferson. Of course, they overcame that horrific tragedy uh, or trying to overcome that horrific tragedy from a couple of weeks ago when one of their, when their top wide receiver got gunned down in a parking lot and so that's been an incredibly difficult obstacle for them to overcome as a family and a team. But uh, we'll see how they do in the playoffs. Creekside's a team that, you know, before the season started, I had Creekside ranked number one. And I think Creekside's right there. There's no team more talented in 5A than Creekside, I think. Can they put it together totally offensively? I think that's where uh, I, I think they've been a little bit less than I intent- anticipated offensively this year, but still an uber-talented team, Cartersville. They were the second-best team in 5A last year. Unfortunately, with this wacky playoff system that we have in Georgia, they met Warner Robins in the second round. So the second, the state championship in 5A last year was actually decided, in my mind, in the second round when Warner Robins went to, went to Cartersville and beat them. And, and, of course, Warner Robins ended up winning the state championship, beating Calhoun the team that had finished second in that region. So Cartersville's a team to watch. Cambridge is another team to watch, I think, out of uh, North Fulton County. Not that new of a school, but new to football success. They put together a really strong run this year. I think that's a team to watch. And, of course, I would never count out uh, Warner Robins. I mean, they back-to-back state champions. I know it hasn't been uh, a kind of a Warner Robins kind of year. It's difficult for teams to always just reload. Sometimes you got to rebuild, but I would not, under Coach Marquise Westbrooks, I would not overlook that team, one of Robbins, making a run. All right, down in 4A, Benedictine is the defending 4A champions. They're going to have some challenges. You got two just incredible teams that went unscathed, Cedartown and North Oconee. Troop County, they had such a great season. They did lose to their rival, on the last play of the game, LaGrange had to win that game to get in the playoffs. But I think that I like where Troop County is set up, and they're getting ready to take on New Hampstead at Callaway Stadium this Friday night. And uh, I think that Troop County can make a deep run. This is their first region title since 1987, and head coach Tanner Glisson has got a special quarterback named Teo Todd. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Todd's having a great year. Uh, and I think he's getting the looks from Georgia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. We've talked about him a little bit on our recruiting show. That region, Region 4, 4A, just an extraordinary region. And Stars Mill, a very good team, got cut out of the mix <laughs> on the last weekend. It's it's hard to imagine that, you know, Stars Mill's not in the playoffs coming out of that region, but they're not. LaGrange, Troop, Whitewater, I got them lined up back, you know, five, six, seven on my poll. Trinity Christian, which was the uh, single A private state champion last year. They bumped up to 4A this year, had a very competitive season. You know, they go into the playoffs, I think, as the number four seed out of that region. And, and Troop, you know, I had Troop number two on my ballot until they lost LaGrange. Last week of the season, they fell down to number six, right behind Lagrange at number five. It's you know it's hard to it's hard to rank these teams when they kind of have a round robin of wins and losses against each other. So you know anybody's guess, but there's no doubt Region Four is extraordinarily tough. Benedictine, as you mentioned, is the uh, defending state champion. They got a great uh, little quarterback down. I shouldn't call him little; he's not little at all. Cromanacker, who is um, I committed to Florida State, I think, already, following in the footsteps of Garner, Holden Garner, rather, who is now at Auburn. Uh, and North Oconee and Cedartown undefeated is another name I'd throw out there is Perry. Don't overlook Perry. I think Perry has a, a high-powered offense. There's a That's a team that uh, you need to keep a watch on. Perry has a team that could easily be in that semifinal uh, at the end. I think they're a, I think they're a, a Final Four kind of team coming out of that region. Another team to watch, do they have the offense? I don't know, Whitewater, but they got, I know they got three power five players, defensive players, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Whitewater has three players uh, led by Raul Popo Aguirre, who's committed to Miami. So do they have the offense to make a sustained run? I certainly know they have the defense to do it. So it'll be interesting to see. And of course, uh, Coach Napier there at LaGrange, what an extraordinary job he has done. To, to flip that program and bring them back to their their glory days, no doubt about it. 3A is pretty interesting because with the reclassification, you got two state runners-up. Thomasville, who was a runner-up in 2A, and mm-hmm. Carver, who was a runner-up in 4A, they're mm-hmm. both now in 3A. Yep. Uh, Cedar Grove, I think they could repeat. And then Calvary Day looks like a very strong team. Who do you have in 3A that could make a deep run? Do you think that Carver and Thomasville could make deep runs because of yeah. their championship experience? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and yeah, I mean, you you look at that. I mean, you lo- it is loaded. 3A is one of the toughest classifications in the entire state. I mean, it, you've got state championship contenders and state championship winners all up and down the top 10 there. Cedar Grove, you're right, team to beat. I mean, how can you say that Cedar Grove isn't the team to beat until somebody beats them? I think they've proven it. I mean, they play a schedule. They basically play a 7A schedule in their non-region in order to get ready for the playoffs. I mean, they they play uh, any and everybody simply because they have to. No one wants to schedule them. So when they get into a non-region situation where they got to go out and find games, they pretty much have to play 7A teams because nobody else wants to play them. And then you get into a situation they they played at Colquitt County the last couple of years. They played Mill Creek at Mill Creek this year. Uh, so, and it's those teams in seven, a have a hard time finding people to play them for obvious reasons. And so the Cedar Grove ends up playing this monstrous schedule because nobody wants to play them. And so they have to go find the other teams that are in the same boat with them and make them opponents. 
but I think they win uh, 3A. But I think it's a very interesting, deep and talented playoff pool in 3A. Calvary Day is uber talented. Uh, outside of Cedar Grove, uh, probably one of the most talent-rich programs in the state, in the lower levels, if you want to call 4 or 3A into the lower levels. They are certainly loaded with talent. Thomasville, they got to the state finals last year. You got Carver Columbus. We, you know, I called that game last year against Benedictine. Uh, Carver Columbus, maybe not as talented offensively as they were last year, but certainly right there, you know, with it. Kelton Smith, who's uh, committed to Georgia, offensive lineman. Uh, just loaded with talent, uh, and I, I think Carver can make a run. Sandy Creek's another team, I think. That's another state. Oconee County, Peach County. So you're talking about just looking at my poll right here, my final ballot in 3A. All seven of those teams have competed for and won state championships in the not-too-distant past. Cedar Grove, Calvary, Thomasville, Carver-Columbus, Sandy Creek, Coney County, Peach County. Don't forget about Peach County. Uh, and so it is so extremely deep. Uh, you know, I think this 3A is certainly deeper than I think maybe even 4A is. Uh, and it, it's just it, – and, and then there's Hebron Christian where Jonathan Guest is now the head coach. You know, he went from Elka where they dominated, took the Hebron Christian job, and they're having a great year. Uh, they, they finished the season with a big – win in the in the regular season finale i don't know how much staying power i certainly wouldn't be surprised if we see hebron reach the quarters uh but that's a team to keep an eye on too and of course their former head coach hebron's former head coach is now the head coach of the uh, indianapolis colts jeff saturday so how how funny and how extraordinary is that that jeff saturday who just got named the interim head coach of the indianapolis colts this week when they fired Frank Reich, his only previous head coaching experience was as the head coach of Hebron Christian a couple of years ago. All right, 2A Fitzgerald is the team to beat. They won the state title last year. They were the runner-ups against Callaway two years ago. But looking down the list, you know, Matt, my broadcast partner and I, Corey Bank, we had the privilege to call the Spencer Green Wave on the radio last Friday night as they won their yeah. first ever region title in school history. They do have a number one seed. But I think if they make it to the second round, there is a team that could probably beat them. That's Pierce County, the high school where Stetson Bennett went. But you also have um, Callaway. Callaway started the year 0-3. Mm -hmm. and uh, They have come on strong as late. They're one of the hottest teams in 2A. 7-3, and they win their region, and they have a number one seed. So any one of those teams, I think South Atlanta had a pretty good regular season. They could win the state title. But who do you have in 2A that could win it all? Well, uh, a number of those teams. Number one, you're right. Uh, Stetson Bennett uh, is an is a the most famous uh, alumni to ever alumnus to ever to come out of Pierce County. Pierce County Bears. They're certainly a team that I would have in the mix as a team that could make a run. Spencer is a great story. The Green Wave. In fact, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I had the great honor and pleasure to meet and and be a part of the induction ceremonies for Otis Sistrunk, who played at Spencer back in the GIA days, before, before uh, desegregation, and Spencer played in the GIA because they weren't allowed in the GHSA. Black schools weren't allowed in the GHSA 
But Otis Sistrunk, who went on to play for the Oakland Raiders and a tremendous, incredible story, got the opportunity to meet him at the Georgia High School Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. And uh, he's uh, he, he's one of the greatest players ever to come out of Spencer. And they are a tremendous story. I'll keep an eye on them. But I, I wouldn't say that Fitzgerald is definitely the team to beat. I certainly think Fitzgerald has a great chance to repeat. And when they won it last year, you know, it was historic. They had been in, you know, they had been knocking on the door since 1948. I mean, it, you know, if you just walked up to somebody randomly and said, you know, when's the last time Fitzgerald won a state championship? You probably said, oh, probably, you know, five, 10 years ago. Yeah, because they're always there, but they had not won since 1948 until they beat Thomasville last year in the finals. So, uh, can they repeat? Certainly they can. South Atlanta is the team, and you touched on those guys. They're a team that I think has a chance to make a run to the final. Kiwan Brown, they're running back. Uh, having a, you know, not a down season, but he's not rushed for 2,700 yards so far this year like he did last year. But if they make a deep run in the playoffs, he'll take a shot at that number. He's one of the great running backs in the state of Georgia that a lot of people have never heard of because he plays at double-A, uh, committed to Purdue right now. I know that uh, Georgia Tech is probably still hoping to get in there and make him get, him get him to flip and stay hometown Atlanta and play for the Yellow Jackets. But uh, I, th- I, I think Kiwan Brown gives them a chance. They're great running. And he's not the only guy they got, and I had a chance to call their game uh, second week of the season in the great Atlanta bash. Uh, it, I would not count out South Atlanta. I would certainly include those guys in the mix. Fitzgerald, Appling County's another school. Thompson, the Bulldogs, you know, out there uh, in uh, east of Atlanta between here and Augusta, closer to Augusta. Thompson's another team that I would not count out. I agree with you about Callaway and Rockmart's a team. Northeast Macon, you know, it's been so long since a team out of Macon did anything I mean in in regards to making a deep run I had cousins who played for Central Macon when they won the state championship and that has been a long time ago uh does Northeast Macon with a lot of talent got them 10 on my ballot this week uh can they make a run I that I wouldn't be surprised if you know if they could get to the quarterfinals and one interesting thing about this year is they did away with the single A private and the single A public. Now there's single A Division One and Division Two, yep. and uh, most of the single A private schools either went to the GIAA or they went up to like four A, like Trinity Christian, yeah. Eagles Landing Christian Academy, who's now at two A, Landmark Christian also at two A. But there's one team in Columbus I want to talk about because I believe. They're on the path to win their first ever state title for the GIAA, and that is the St. Ampicelli Vikings. Uh, what is the buzz that you have heard about the St. Ampicelli Vikings down in Columbus? Well, I know that they have been they've been right there the last couple of years building that program and having good seasons. Um, so that's a that's about what I know. I'll confess, I when it comes to St. Ampicelli, I don't know a whole lot other than what I've been able to see, what they've been doing uh, the last couple of seasons, kind of building towards that. But you feel like they've got a shot, huh? I absolutely do. Uh, okay. I think that uh, St. Ampicelli, they, they really they started the year right out the gate, taking on Glenwood, which is also 
a private school that's located in Phoenix City, Alabama. And so mm-hmm. that first week of the season, when you got teams from Georgia playing teams from Alabama, it's really a dream scenario. And the GIAA is allowing these schools to have this opportunity. Well, I'll be watching that, man. That'll be a great story if they did. There's no doubt about that. Thanks for the heads up, but I'll be keeping my my eyes on St. Ampicelli. All right, Matt, before I let you go, uh, what game are you calling tonight? Or on well, on Friday. This is gonna air Friday. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh we're doing uh we're doing six A uh because of the shortage of uh because of the shortage of officials in the state, as you know, they've divided the playoffs up for the first round. And so 6-4-2 are playing on Friday, 7-5-3 are playing on uh, Saturday. And then the ones, I'm not sure uh, how they've got that split up, but uh, we're going 6A. We've got uh, Blessed Trinity, another one of those private schools that you were talking about that got bumped up. Uh, They're playing in 6A. Uh, and they've done extraordinarily well, I think, given the circumstances that from just a sheer number standpoint, they're really kind of working against it here, kind of pushing the ball up the hill. And they're playing a North Forsyth team. Uh, I think it's a, a great story. Uh, North Forsyth last two years, you know, didn't make the playoffs, even though they went six and four. And I think, you know, we know a lot of teams that went six and four or worse that make the playoffs, but they got kind of stuck in a region, lost out on some tiebreakers. And they've just kind of been a random playoff team the last, you know, in the in you know in the 29 years that they've been open, made it just 11 times. But uh, they've got a lot of talent. I love their coach Robert Kraft. He's a great guy. Uh, this might be the year they're able to get a playoff win in advance. But they certainly drew a very tough opponent in Blessed Trinity, uh, that was you know 4A, 5A the last couple of years, and now they're up in 6A. You know, they have 900 students They're, You know, for in, for example, uh, on Friday night, 900 students playing up against a North Forsyth school that's got 2,500 students. So, I mean, they, you know, they have to play a lot of guys both ways, which you just don't see uh, ever, hardly ever at six and seven A. They got two, they got four two-way starters and then four more players that are two-way in their two-week, two, two deep depth chart. So you're talking about eight players that are, you know, significant time on both offense and defensive sides of the ball. Yet, despite that, you know, they go into the playoffs at seven and three overall. Uh, You know, their losses were to Alpharetta and to, they lost to Alpharetta. They lost to Roswell. Roswell's the only team that beat them pretty bad, beat them bad. Uh, They played poorly that night. Uh, Alpharetta beat them pretty good. And then they had a loss to Maris early in the season, but they played four top 10 opponents. Played a different difficult schedule, so it'll be a really interesting matchup. I think we got Blessed Trinity and North Forsyth on Friday night, starting at seven o'clock with our recruiting show, and then the game of the week at seven thirty. I cannot wait. Uh, definitely enjoy hearing you on the call. Uh, I usually will watch you on my phone because I'm usually calling a high school football football game during the regular season. Um, I'm actually not sure uh, we're. Our schedule is kind of up in the air for the postseason, but good luck on the broadcast tonight. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a privilege just having you on the show today. It's been a privilege to talk to you. It's been an honor. Great to talk to you. Love to talk high school football. Be happy to do it anytime. Absolutely. That was Matt Stewart. He is the voice broadcasting high school game of the week on the GPB Network, and he is going to be calling Georgia high school playoffs all season long. 
and I'm just so privileged to have him on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the High School Football Friday Night Friday Night Lights Preview Review Show. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.